Fierce Fan Media. Hello. Hi. How much did you drink at happy hour? Too, too much. That's <laughs> What's too much? Um, wait, leave meeting or got it? I got it. Done. Okay. Um, <laughs> leave meeting. Leave meeting. Don't hit okay, it. Okay, so hit so if I were judging, that's what we do know. here. That's literally what we do here. That's all we do. All day, every day. So I'm out of my two whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was a half a pint of whiskey and four of these. So, so for everyone at home, she's she's holding those like those airplane size no, bottles. Of no, these are quarter pints. Okay, I don't know what that means. So, airplane size are half of these. Holy shit, Julie! Oh God, wait, why don't you just buy a big bottle? Yeah. Here's why you have these like little. Here's tiny why. Things. Are those Sometimes, plastic or glass? Are those plastic or glass? A glass. Okay. So sometimes I do buy the whole bottles, but then I fill them up in these so I can keep track of how much I drank. Because if I buy a whole bottle, I'm drinking the whole fucking bottle. So, but then you're just going to drink the whole bottle and just little bottles. But then at least I know. No. <laughs> but how do you know how many times you filled it up? I keep track. You need <laughs> little ticker like a little ticker. yeah i'm like oh, okay <laughs> oh dear listen i got you listen, you know what the- that's that's how i measure the amount of vodka on the, the side, handle. Uh, you measure it with your heart that's how you- i do i do i'm like well i feel really bad for this vodka trapped in this container right. i'm gonna let it out <laughs> right into my fucking cup. good samaritans everywhere good evening everybody welcome to the weekly wind down <laughs> julie got a head start tonight yes, like, a, did. like if we were running she would have lapped us twice probably <laughs> May, maybe three times i don't know it's still to be seen we'll see i'll be good sure sure <gasps> i'm jackie d the literary lesbian i'm aaron zach the Geeky gal pal. Oh my god, I fucking forgot my name. You didn't even sing it then. It's because you didn't sing oh it. God. It's because you didn't sing it. Geeky gal pal. Julie, the not so lipless lesbian. Oh, remembered it. Did you say oh. lipless? No, she so said lipless. Lip slip. Julie, not so lipless lesbian. I thought she said <laughs> nip. Did she say nip slip lesbian? Uh, maybe, maybe uh-huh. Janet Jackson. <laughs> um. Something sexy, whatever it was. Hey, Stacy, the new age old school mom, has been sick, so she won't be joining us. And then the other Stacy is going to hop on here at some point, I'm sure, after she's done decorating a Christmas tree at work because working in recreation is hard. It so, is. I know it's a rough life. Listen, choose your rate, choose your fate. You know what I'm saying? Don't hate on us that we have fun jobs. I never. I just meant that like as a general statement. Oh, People are always like, like, oh yeah, your job's so hard, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you could have gone into recreation. It's not my problem. I literally didn't even know it was a career option. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't know. So what, how I got started in rec for anyone who cares, I'm sure virtually no one does. Everyone's um, pulling over to listen right now. Right. Everyone, brace yourselves here. This is quite <laughs> the tale I'm about to weave for you. Um <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and pull all the way over. We're going to just pump the brakes a little. Focus. I started, so 
I played softball, obviously. And then my mom, obviously, because I just look like I'm a softball player. And then my mom worked for the city of Brentwood and she was like, Hey, they just started their rec department and they need umpires. You should go do that. Make some extra money. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a legit job. I would like to do that. And then when I started working there, umpiring, my boss was like, Hey, you could get a degree in this and like do this for a living. So I was 16 and I was like, no shit, you can do this for a living. She was like, yeah. And that's how it started. So that's- what is your degree in? I have a master's degree in management, a master's degree in public administration. And then I have a bachelor's degree in uh, recreation management administration. God, I didn't even know. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah. That's I'm like, legit. I have a degree in communications. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even hey, that's it. Like you know what, though? That's a much broader degree. I can't go anywhere else. That's one of the reasons I decided to get my master's degree, because people look at like recreation administration. They're like, what? That means you pass out balls. Like, what is what does that well, mean? Yeah, well, I got my MBA and I'm just still well, plugging that's why I got my here. MBA. God, I, I need to get I, I don't even know what I need to do. No, I, let's have... not talk about my career right now. OK, let's, let's talk about yours. Go ahead and pull back up. Merge awesome. back into traffic. We'll wait. All right. Everybody should be a bondsman. Honestly, I'm considering it. No, put you out of work. A lot. Yeah. It's a lot of work. No, I said it will put you out of work if everyone starts being a bondsman. Oh. Oh. She's like, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) She literally was thinking about it. She's like looking up at the ceiling. like. "Hmm." So... Since Stacy told us to stall, should I do my yearly like soapbox about Christmas or should we just get into it? So I think uh, I, I I think you should hold off on your super political stuff for for when for Debs comes here because yeah. she has such a good input on your bullshit. And then <laughs> <laughs> all right. But let's talk about real stuff right now. And then Debsy just has such a good, you know, she's good at the other stuff. Very okay. good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so what do you? So box it up. So box it up. Okay. I want to hear. I don't think. Wait. Did I hear it last year? The the Christmas soap soapbox. I don't think I did. Okay. So my Christmas soapbox, and it's funny because Lori Cofanger, Stacy's mom, texted me this morning, and was like, we were texting back and forth about how it being like a pagan holiday and how it was stolen and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, it's time for my yearly rant about Christmas. And she was like, you kind of did it last podcast. And I was like, well, that's on brand for me. Like, what do you want? So, <laughs> um, so I, I don't have the beef with Christmas that I do with uh, Thanksgiving because it's not a genocidal holiday. Like I don't, I don't have a beef with it. Here is my beef with Christmas. It's Christians. I have a beef with Christians because with keeping the Christ in Christmas because Jesus if he existed if he was real which we can have a different debate about that was not born on September on December 25th it's just not feasible um he was born they, in July yeah well sometime between July and September we actually don't yeah. know the precise date that he was probably born if he was allegedly born right the <laughs> virgin air quote Mary <laughs> Yeah, she was she was <laughs> biggest quite scam in history. Yeah, right. so, everybody <laughs> fucking believes it. It's just well, how do you prove it back then? There was no Maury. I mean, Maury didn't come around for another 10, 12 true. years. It was yeah. not the so, three wise men and Maury. There. If you actually start looking up the facts of like 
what people mm-hmm. religiously follow and everything. It, it will piss you the fuck yeah. off because oh, none yeah. of it yeah. is what none we make sense today. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it literally makes no sense. Well, even the translation. So the Bible was written uh, between 40 and 100 years after Jesus supposedly walked the earth. So that right there is, I mean, at a time when they didn't have actual physical recording devices and it, stories were just passed down from generation to generation, the thought that 40 years later, whatever Jesus of Nazareth went through or experienced, the fact that it was correctly articulated in the books of the Bible is just asinine. Yeah. They don't even actually use the word homosexuality. It's right, not until the, the 1940s. That, yeah. That they interpreted mm-hmm. it to interpreted. be interpreted. Interpreted. This is Tennessee honey talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But I'm oh, right. yeah, you're right. No, you're the right. Wrong pronunciation, but right. <laughs> Y'all have intrigued me into looking this kind of shit up. And it and it's real it's really horrific to think that. It's not even, thank you, that it's not even the words that they use in the interpretation. So well, I was just, oh, oh, I was just about to get in. I was just about to talk about that, actually, that because of the translations that took place over time, the, the, it's called interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Interpreted. <laughs> Interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, homosexuality wasn't even put into the Bible until the 1940s, which uh, when it was originally written, the actual Hebrew translation relates more to pedophilia than anything else that a mm-hmm. grown person will not lay with a child is essentially what it comes down to. Or an animal. Right. Bestiality. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. So. And wasn't it like the, the like crossover, the, the, um, what's it called? The translation. Yeah. They didn't have the right word for it. Right. Homosexual. It didn't exist. Yeah. There wasn't even in vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. They interpreted. I don't even want to talk right now because I don't want to sound stupid, but they did (laughs) interpreted it into homosexuality, which that wasn't even the word that they used. It was bestiality and pedophilia. Well, even when, if, even if we wanted to get into the whole, the books of the Bible that were chosen to be included and the one that's cultivated now, the King, King James version, um, which was even, certain books and translations were chosen from that versus the one that existed before it because of King James own personal agenda. Um, like the book of revelations wasn't in the original canon of the biblical story. And if you break down the book of, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just this, but the book of revelations is actually based upon a lot of the turmoil that existed at that time with the Roman empire and Mount Vesuvius, like erupting and like there's a lot of callbacks to current day issues that they were having uh so the book of revelations which everyone quotes now is like the second coming of jesus and he's coming back blah 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 and this is why like you have to do all of a b and c um it was never intended to be originally included and the actual story of jesus himself actually follows the astrological and Zodiac calendar much more closely than people realize. So listen, the Christians, this is well known. This isn't a secret. If you know anything about biblical history or Christian Christian history, Jesus was not born on December 25th. They celebrated that day because the Christians needed a way to get people excited and involved. So they, they link it with, with winter solstice 
which they had to count backwards because then they needed Easter, the rising to be sun being born again, which is actually the rejuvenation, the rejuvenation of the, the new, the new spring cycle. The three wise men are actually three stars that align during that time that like, there's this, it's, I, I just, I get real frustrated. I'm all for celebrating Christmas. I think it's a good time to appreciate like your, your family and your friends and, and to spend a lot of time with loved ones and to appreciate what you have in the world. And you know, it's winter, it's cold. Who doesn't like fucking Hallmark movies and hot and chocolate? Here. Like, you know, I'm all for <clears throat> Christmas. I just wish these obstinate, petulant Christians wouldn't get on their soapboxes and be like, Jesus is the reason for the season. I'm like, no, <laughs> He's not actually, you've made it that you turn it. That was propaganda coming from the Roman empire that you've clung to, which is absolutely asinine. If you want to celebrate like winter solstice, we can, but the Christmas tree, even gingerbread cookies, the wreaths, uh, none of it come from Christianity. It's all pagan hangovers. So, or holdovers. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh. yeah, pagan hangovers. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, so my father and stepmom on Christmas, our parents are divorced, obviously. So we would spend Christmas Eve with my dad, his wife and our siblings. And then Christmas day with my mom and on Christmas Eve, my stepmother would make a birthday cake for Jesus. So it was a, it's been a fun journey. Um, So you can imagine my just like cringing every year when we have to sing happy birthday to Jesus, because listen, I'm at their house. I'll respect their traditions. And they're like, well, I'm not going to be fighting with them about what they believe. That's not, I could want here and rant, but it's not, in me to go into someone's home <laughs> and tracks. confront them. I'm just not going to do that. No, but like, but course, it's, rude. You? Yeah. it's rude. Well, it's rude. I told tradition. dad today. Oh, that- shit. <laughs> <laughs> that I sent them their Christmas gifts. I don't care if they open them on Christmas or not because it's a Hallmark holiday. It's not even real because Jesus wasn't born on that day, no matter what. And dad completely ignored what I said. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he came unglued or something. No, no, they, they, they don't really argue with me about a lot of my stuff because I'm like, kind of not worth it. Like (laughs) they think we're heathens and we're going to hell. Like they, they're, they're like, well, not that. I think that they don't want to argue with us in front of the kids Yeah, because they, because the kids listen to Jackson and I. Like and, when we say kids, oh, we so mean our other siblings. So they our don't other want siblings. you to unbrainwash yeah. them. Well, I think that like our <clears throat> siblings uh, hold a lot of weight on what Jax and I say because they've never heard anything else. And so when when we when we like buck, they're like, you know, sun and moon. Yeah, <laughs> they are interested in it. It's like I that mean, movie Pleasantville when like suddenly there's yes, color. Yes, like, oh, yes. this isn't all black and yes. white. Like there's actually other things that exist yes. besides like the fucking Bible that I've been yes. reading every night. Like ugh. what the so the problem is with that is that we can say what we want and then we leave and then they they just get brainwashed more than well, yeah. this is what they did and this is what they meant and this is what they were, you know, they they like cover it up instead of letting, instead of letting our siblings just kind of explore what uh they would build off of what we said themselves. Well, and let me be clear. I don't actually have an issue with Christianity 
as it exists. I have an issue with how people weaponize it against other individuals, the LGBTQ community, uh, the whole purity culture, making females, women, uh, whoever feel like they need to save themselves. Like virginity is a social construct. It doesn't like they put too much weight on like the whole idea of sex before marriage and like all. So I don't, I don't actually, if you want to believe in something that makes you feel better, that will give you purpose in the afterlife, go go for it. I don't, some people believe in reincarnation. I don't care. Some people believe in, you know, afterlife. Some people believe in Christianity. Some people are Muslim. I, I don't care. It's when you weaponize it to hurt others that that that's what irritates me. So if you devoutly believe that Jesus, and that's why you're a good soul. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, this is, this is what I, I have a real issue. I don't know if I've ever t- told this story before, but so when I was in high school, I was really good friends with this one, this one chick, she was two grades below me. So when I was a senior, she was sophomore and I loved her to death. I loved her. I loved her family. I loved her older sister. Like we just really hit it off, but her family was super awesome. And her dad was the pastor of a Southern Baptist church. And, um, you know, their family just like welcomed me in. Not that my family was a piece of shit. Cause they weren't like, I love my mom and I love my stepdad, but It was just like this different dynamic that I had not experienced before. So when they like ushered me in, I was very happy to like be a part of this, like awesome, loving, you know, it was just, it was just awesome. So I obviously started going to church with her and, um, I, I definitely enjoyed going to church, but I really liked her dad. Like her dad was awesome. He was our, he was our high school English teacher. So like when he was up there, you know, giving the sermon, it was, it was very interesting to listen to him. He was a very good public speaker. It wasn't like I was listening to like some Joe Bob give some, some Mm -hmm. dumb monotone speech. Right. So I got very into it. And then fast forward to, I'm 21 years old and I finally figure out that I'm gay. Right. Mm -hmm. And I tell my friend on the phone one day, I was just like, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I, I just, I feel like it's really important to tell you this. Like, you know, I'm, I was struggling with it. I didn't want to tell you, I, I felt really bad about it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I said, I was just like, I'm a lesbian. And she was just like, oh, okay. And so, so are you, you're, you're comfortable with this? I'm like, yeah, like I'm really struggling telling people, but like, I'm really happy that like, I finally figured out like what's quote unquote, what was wrong with me all these years trying to force myself to be with guys and like it just never worked out and yada, yada. So fast forward, like a month later, she would not talk to me on the phone any longer. Like I tried to talk to her, like her mom and I were super close. Like I loved her mom. It was probably just because I totally love milfs, but whatever. Um, I probably had a crush on her mom and I'm like, you know, just now fucking figuring that out. <laughs> fucking 20. I could have told later. you that when you started the story. I know. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, I, you know, Jackie, I wish I would have known you then. Like you would have been like, Aaron, red flag, red fucking flag. I've been like, you're so fucking right. Flag on the play, flag Zach. Flag on, on the play. Flag on and flag on. Cause I was such a stupid fucking idiot. I just said, hit younger. it. Go get it. Go get it. I know that you and yeah. conflicting opinions, but ultimately it directed me to the same the same goal. But, um, so I'm, I remember this vividly. So I'm, I'm at work and I get a delivery at work and I'm like, that makes no sense. Like I'm in college, right? Like I'm, 
you know, I'm working my side job, my side job. I worked at a, in a warehouse and I'm in a marketing company. So I'm like, I get this package and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I tear into it. It's from this girl and it's books. It's a Bible. No, it's mm-hmm. books like coming out of homosexuality. God isn't gay. Like it's like four or five different books. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I just, I seriously didn't even know what to think or how to respond. I'm like, for a religion that preaches loving everyone for who they are and what has happened to them. And, and this is, this is the whole thing is like, Jesus is all about love and acceptance. And for that to have happened, that was the very day that I no longer believed that Christianity was the religion that I wanted to follow. Jesus preaches love and acceptance. However, the other books in the Bible do not. Right. They don't. Well, I know like, well, throughout my, my obvious history with, with, I did read the Bible because, you know, I went to fucking Wednesday night church group. You know what I mean? Like I was like, so fucking brainwashed. It sucks. And then like, I hated myself. I got these fucking books. I hated myself. I was like, what the fuck? And like, I remember one of the chicks that I worked with, she was like super awesome with me and like, was probably one of the first people that I told that I was gay. The first girl I ever kissed, like it was crazy. Like I showed her and she goes, you need to throw those away right now. She's like, you are who you are. Like, don't be ashamed of this. Love who you are. Like you need to stop listening to what other people are saying and just fucking throw this shit away. You don't need it. And I remember vividly her going with me to the dumpster and throwing it away. Like ever since I've never said another fucking word to this chick that I grew up with in high school. Like it, it, it showed me the real, like what really is wrong with Christianity. Like I have another really great friend who is, if I were to be a Christian, I'd want to be her. She literally loves and accepts everyone for who they are. She never judges. She's just an an amazing soul. And like that to me, she's a great Christian. Like she's, she's what the, the picture of a Christian should be, but this other cunt, she was not absolutely not. Well, the other, I'm like, the other problem with it is even looking beyond the weaponizing of it for against, you know, queer people is the weaponizing of it. So even if like your pastor is like tattooed and, and has an earring and is super cool and has the pride flag hanging out in front of their church, it's still the purity culture and the submissive culture of making women essentially feel bad or that they owe um, men in their lives something or that they like, I'm a firm believer that virginity is a construct. Like why is a female's virginity any more important than a guy's? Why do men supposedly want to marry virgins? Like the idea of that, well, you've never been with another man. That's such a patriarchal approach to sexuality, even heterosexuality. And this, this whole slut shaming. And, and if you've been with 20 people, you're disgusting. But if you've only slept with one and are, and are miserable and have only ever had sex in missionary, you're pure. Like there, there's just all these social constructs that are based around uh, religion, not just Christianity, but religion that I think are embedded in the hatred of women and why men 
hate women or why men think women owe them something. Because if you believe in any type of religion, all of it has some kind of undercurrents or undertones of women owe men either sex, devotion, loyalty, or um, obedience. Like it's in every single religious text. There's, there's no religion that exists. That's like men should be at home taking care of the children. And if a woman wants sex, it's, it's against God to, to, to say no to her. And like, so there's, there's all of these, these like needles that poke away. I don't know why you're laughing. Why are you laughing? I guess Julie's like falling asleep (laughs) and I can't handle it. Yeah. You're like, I'm up. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I agree with everything you're saying, Jackie. I'm so sorry. So it, go- it goes beyond even your sexual orientation and it goes into just how women are treated overall. And so I think even these hip and cool churches um, that preach acceptance and, and tolerance because you're supposed to be able to tolerate who I am or, you know, how I was born, right. they still treat women as subservient. Mm-hmm. to some extent. And it, that's the kind of self-loathing and woman hating that teaches young boys to be killers. In, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that that's why we have such a pervasive, violent society, because we have a whole group of, um, Julia's falling asleep. I know, I'm <laughs> you. We have a whole, we have a whole group of, uh, half the population thinks they're entitled to something that they they're not entitled to. So I, I don't know. I don't, I try not to individually get involved in people's choices. And if that brings them comfort, then that's on them. Um, but I think people who are involved in religious organizations should take a harder look at what they're teaching underneath and not just the, on the surface. Like, even if your church says, no, it's okay to be gay. We don't care. We accept you. What else are they teaching though? What, what are the messages they're sending little girls? What are the messages they're sending little boys? What are the messages they're sending non-binary people? What are the messages they're sending underneath it all? Yeah. So I think it's super important too, to remember, like, you know, like, obviously I'm all for, I'm all for saying Merry Christmas, right? Like I don't don't mind Merry Christmas, like happy holidays, whatever. But at the end of the day, like there are numerous different religions and like Christianity and keep the Christ in Christmas and all this bullshit. It's like, like, why can't we just do what makes us happy? Like people enjoy things like, right. Like at the, like why try to take happiness away from me just because I don't technically believe in Jesus. Like the only reason I've ever believed or wanted to believe that there's a heaven is because I hope to God, my mom is happy forever. Yeah. Right. So I hope to whatever higher power that she is happy and whatever afterlife she's having, like, I hope that, or I would love to think she's been reincarnated, but that's like my own, there's nothing. And she's not in pain anymore. There's There's some really cool medians on, I know it's dumb, but on TikTok that talk about people that they've connected with in the afterlife and spirits and stuff. And Mm -hmm. she literally discusses like why none of us should be scared of the afterlife and how they, it's a totally different realm and you get to meet up with the people. I don't know if it's true or not, you know, who who knows, you know, none of us know, but if anybody knows it would be a legitimate median, like, who is able to connect with that part of whoever we are. And she's like, 
once people realize that we are just living a human life on earth and our souls are so much more than that, you will no longer be afraid of death. Or there's nothing and it won't hurt anyway. Right. Well, that's, well, but you know who believes that? Um, Atheists? Well, also Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. To to dust we come, to dust we leave. Mm -hmm. Like they believe you're, you're, you come with nothing, you leave with nothing. It is what it is. So like you said, we could have a whole podcast and all this stuff. Like it's, it's so intricate and it's hard to argue with people about what they believe because I don't want to argue with somebody about what they believe. Right. And about what they feel religion. That's why I don't argue with our own family. Like I'm not going to sit there and go banter with you about Jesus and God and all this other fucking bullshit that you've uh, like fogged your mind with. To ease your own fears. At the the end of the day, it is what it is. I believe religion is built off of people are so fucking scared to die. They're so scared of being nothing that they have to believe that there's these golden pearly gates and these streets of gold. And there's all this fucking ridiculous bullshit. And that's really just not what it is. Mark Mark Twain said, even if God doesn't exist, humans would have created him. Yes, it like, is that whole it's, idea it's all that, this craziness behind right. it. And, and I agree, like, I'm scared to die. Anybody that's living is scared of being nothing. That, that is for, eter- for eternity. That's a scare. Eternity to anybody is a scary thought. That, that puts fear to you. If... I think if you can find anything that you can find here on earth and with wherever you're at, who, cause who fucking knows the universe tracking galaxies, universe like, we have no clue. We are so small minded in my opinion. That's why I have my telescopes and I'm super interested in like stars and stuff. We are so small minded when it comes to things. We have no clue. What? Yeah is all out there. I think think God and religion and all these different, I think it's similar to Santa Claus. It's so man-made. Well, and it's like, oh, you mean the the pagan St. Nicholas? Well, well, but I'm just that idea that like, there's this person watching over you to make sure you do good things. That's what I mean. Like that whole idea, like the fucking elf on a shelf with like moving. Well, it was created as a way to keep the masses in check and promise them something better as long as they adhered to the rules that were enforced upon them. Right. But the problem then is that people take it so fucking literal that it's Mm -hmm. like now you're going to punish people for not doing it exactly like you're doing. It's just at the end. What's crazy is what's crazy is that we take a book that was written 2000 years ago and take it literally and yet a hundred years ago doctors were treating colds with fucking cocaine like things change the time that it was written in politics were different the world was different wars were different like all this stuff was different and yet you take it literally like it's just it's it's bananas but they don't take every word of the constitution literally Uh, like come on 
people. You can't take one thing literally in the middle. Well, you of the shouldn't. Other. You shouldn't take the Constitution literally anyway because no, it is a living but, document. It was always right, intended to be exactly. But like, essentially, like if if you were to think that like Jesus was real, like let's say yes, Jesus was real, like he would be like, look, people. God would be like, come on. Jesus would be a socialist. Right. He'd be like, come on. We need so we need medicine for everybody. I'm going to give fucking loaves of bread to everybody and fish and wine. Sorry. You don't think that they took a little bit of like creative leverage with the whole, this dude's so cool. He can take your water and turn it into wine. You're like, it's like DoorDash of 006 AD, bro. That's a motherfucker right there. Five stars. Five out of five would recommend. You don't even have to get Josiah to run down to the market and get nothing. Like, no. yeah, come on, guys. I would give him a 20% tip, no questions asked. You don't even have to call a boat. He's going to call his homie and part the motherfucker. You don't even have to get your camel to come around ride. back. Yeah. Yep. No, no he's the bad. shit. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> So we did get a few questions uh, about the January 6th hearings. Um, did either of you two read the information I sent? Yes. Oh. My question with it, and I feel like other people out there will have questions. I, it still really didn't make sense to me. So are we still talking about Trump's taxes and him submitting them? Yes, but that's not what the January... So there's two different investigations going on right now. So the Trump organization is under investigation in the state of New York for tax evasion and tax law. Same way they took down a, what's his name? Who was that famous mobster they took down with tax evasion? Uh, the, the one that you can't find his body. I know everyone who's listening is screaming the name. Yeah, there you go. Al Capone. That's under investigation. Uh, currently in New York, which we can come back, we can circle, but let's put a pin in this one because the RNC has paid $1.6 million in Trump's legal fees to defend him from that, even though he's a billionaire, but the house investigation going on or the Senate investigation going on right now is based upon the, um, uprising that happened at the Capitol on January 6th. So they have subpoenaed a bunch of text message records and, and they've put people in the stand to be held accountable, even though um, a huge majority of them have taken the Fifth Amendment, have pled the Fifth, so they don't have to answer questions, which is funny because half of Trump's election speech, he was running around saying, innocent people don't plead the Fifth, innocent people don't plead the Fifth, and yet everybody that's associated with it's actually been called to the stand has pled the Fifth. You know who so, didn't plead the Fifth? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I heard a really interesting story about her. Have you guys seen the new book that came out? Um, Humad, what's her name? What's her last name? I can't think of it. The one who was married to Wiener. The, oh yeah. Like her yeah. right hand woman. So she was talking about, she was telling a story in her new book, talking about how an engine, one of the engines went out on the plane they were on and everyone was fucking freaking out. And Hillary Clinton just kept reading her book. And she went over and she was like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like, what are you thinking right now? And she said, there's nothing we can do about it. Let's just see how it pans out. <laughs> and I thought that's the kind of fucking world leader. <laughs> like an engine has literally gone out in your plane and you're just like, like, just keep reading because there's nothing else you can do. 
it's out of your control. Like to oh have that God. kind of like control it over gave your, me listen, to have that kind of control over your emotions and your reactions to things is exactly the person you want in charge when nuclear warfare mm-hmm. is breathing down your fucking neck. That was a sidebar. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So all the That's text cool. messages that that gives her a whole bunch of cool points right <laughs> you're just <laughs> like bro there's nothing we can do if we go down like what do you what are what are we supposed to do <laughs> you want in on this i can't fix an engine you can't right? fix like, an engine we're mid-flight right. let's yeah. just see how it ends i gotta get I'm, to the end of this chapter i'm like, not a pilot <laughs> i gotta see what happens in this romance i'm reading i'm i'm not a pilot are you okay yeah okay. i know so if nothing else i'll control how far i get in the story like that's the exact person you want when shit hits the fan anyway right that's true so what has what's been most kind of revealing about these text messages that have come to light was essentially the entire uh, Republican cast of characters was texting Donald Trump saying, you need to put a stop to this. You need to get online. You need to tell them to stop. You need to tell them to back off. Um, Laura Ingram from Fox news was even on there saying we're losing our credibility with this happening, which is just so pervasive. When you look at it from like a 30,000 foot view saying like, we're losing our credibility. You're a fucking news organization, supposedly air quotes, news organization, why is what, why aren't you just reporting what's happening? Why are you worried about shielding this guy, putting up a defense for him so that you can continue your bullshit right. propaganda? Sean Hannity was on there asking him to stop. Even Don Jr. was like, you need to get out here and stop this. There's nothing more that we can do. And Trump just wasn't answering. So they were all, t- they were all texting Mark Meadows, who was his chief of staff at the time, asking him to stop. And, um, so it's been really everyone stacy dempsey is here now it's been yeah it's been really revealing as far as like the inner workings of not just how closely aligned the rnc and the white house were but just kind of the level of corruption that exists is now finally coming to light and just the sheer amount of plotting that took place for this insurrection now i don't I don't know that anyone, I don't know that any of those, I don't think Laura Ingram wanted it to get violent. I I don't, because I don't think that speaks well for their narrative. I think she wanted it to get angry. I don't think she wanted anyone to die because that doesn't bode well for the Republicans. I think they were all very calculating in the whole idea of what they saw coming to fruition. And I think that they don't realize the fuse that they kind of sparked within Mm -hmm. their followers. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have to say this, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Liz Cheney, who I agree with on nothing politically. I don't, Uh, we don't have the same values. We don't have the same views. We don't, I would not vote for her (laughs) if I lived in her little bullshit state, but the balls it takes to stand up to the Republican party and to continuously voice your opposition to what is taking place and the coup that was attempted and failed. um, I have a lot of respect for her, even if I don't agree with her or like her, she's doing the right thing. And at least in 30 years when the history books have written all this up and we're teaching in schools, I, I think Liz Cheney will be painted as a Republican hero because I think that bar is very low. But I give her credit because she's 
She's risking um, donations. She's risking um, being reelected. She's risking her entire uh, political acceptance. And she's still doing what is right. Make no mistake. She's not a Democrat. Like, no, we don't. We do not believe in the same things, but she is doing the right thing in calling BS on this. And I like to hope that if the roles were reversed and it was a Democratic president in there that was doing this, we'd at least have a few. I think AOC would stand up against it. I think like I think we'd have a few that would do the same thing. But I, I have been impressed with her gumption through this whole process because it's not an easy thing to go up against your entire base, right. Right. your entire base. So I give her credit where credit is due, even though I don't like her. Real quick, real quick. Oh, oh. Hi, hi, bird. Hi, bird, bird. <laughs> What about us? You're not going to say hi to us? It's just bird over there, tweet, tweet? I know. Yeah. Right? Well, I said hi to you guys in the beginning. I waved Oh, we like just that. get a wave, but bird yeah. gets a hi, bird. <laughs> yeah. Hi, bird. Oh, okay. Bird, well, bird, bird. We see where we stand, Julie. Under you the know, bird. I mean, under right. the bird. Come on. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> we need, we need cute nicknames for each other, too. There you um, go. You're my little penguin. I, I pick you forever, and I'm never gonna veer. Oh, Jewel, <laughs> that's sweet. That's yeah. way cuter than okay. bird. <laughs> I don't know about that, but All right, what were you gonna say, Stacey? No, so, oh, I was gonna say. No, I think oh. I was gonna. I was actually gonna talk. Sorry, bird. No, so you're a, a time limit, kid. All right. So, A, what I think about Liz Cheney is that I agree 100%. Like, I would never vote for her. But, like, in my mind, she is exactly, like, that's the type of Republican I'm used to, right? Like, yep. I don't agree with you, but I'm going to respect you in the place of power that you have, right? Like, I don't agree with you, but this- I trust you. I trust right. your intentions. Well, yeah. like, you're doing it for whatever reason you think is best for the United States of America. But, like, your intentions for the United States of America aren't so crazy that I can't, like, not see it. You know what I Our mean? Our intentions like, align. Right, right. Like, it's all about the yeah. being the best you know, country that we can be and staying on top of, you know, saying the best, whatever. That being said, like about Liz, like I love her. I'm going to, well, not love her, but I enjoy her. I think it's great that she's doing this. I agree. Gumption. She word. has given all her fucks up. Like right. she just she is, doesn't care. She's like, don't reelect me, but I'm not going to get reelected yeah. for this bullshit. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. which I have a right. lot of respect for. It's very right. Taylor Swift. Like, well, yeah, I was like, yeah. I thought it was like very Gene Copeland. Like all oh, of her yeah, fucks are gone. Like, she's like, I'm, I'm 50, I'm done, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Cancel me if you want. If right. this is but how like I go out, the end of the day, like, I'm out. fighting for what I believe in, which right. is the United States. Okay. That being said, so like, I am just not at all surprised by anything that's been coming out. Right. Like, nope. I'm not surprised. I'm so excited about it. I'm so happy about it. But I'm like, okay, so all this is coming out and like, you know, nothing's ever going to fucking happen. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? What can happen? Who, what is it going to take? You literally have all of these things coming out and people, I mean, to be honest, I've kind of taken myself out of like the news and like politics because I've been so stressed and depressed that I'm just like, like, that's my new band name, Stressed and Depressed. We play nothing but sad songs. But like, just Celine Dion all day, every day. Celine Michael Dion Bolton. And Michael Bolton. <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck 
fuck else can come out that will finally bury this motherfucker. Nothing. Like, God, it's the RN- so the RNC released a statement based on uh, paying the one point six million dollars to defend him in court in um, New York. And it says, as a leader of our party, defending President Trump. And so I'm reading this verbatim. This is what the GOP said. As a leader of our party, defending President Trump and his record of achievement is critical to the GOP. It is entirely appropriate for the RNC to continue assisting and fighting back against the Democrats' never-ending witch hunt and attacks on him. So they're framing it as we're paying for it as a, a defense against the Democrats for trying to hold him accountable for tax evasion over the last 30 years. Like, I don't, it's The whole thing's When you, I, I just don't know how anyone's still a Republican. Like, I just, I don't, and this is coming from someone who used to vote Republican. I just, I don't understand how anyone sees all of this and is still like, yeah, that's my guy. Like I support this approach to governance. Like that is, that's how we're going to get things done is by, but it's the same reason they protect bad cops, right? Right. Like it's, it's the same reason that they're not, if I, if I was a staunch supporter of the police, I'm not anti-police, I'm not a staunch supporter. I'm just kind of like, ugh, it's like a lot. I, I can't, I can only take on so much. Like there's only so much I can do, but if I was a real advocate for it, I would I would be raising hell to get rid of all the bad ones. Right. To to reestablish the good air quote name of the police department and to prove that we were here for the communities to help, to assist, to save. I would want every bad cop put on public trial to prove that right. we are trying to do the right thing and we are reforming and we are changing with the times and we understand like it's just like in that same vein that you're not, you're not trying to change anything. You're trying to cover his ass. And that's not, that's not a cute look. Like it doesn't matter how you dress it up. It's not cute. Right. Well, you guys have already talked about like the political aspect of all of it. You missed our religious conversation for like 40 minutes. So I know. It was pretty Um, good. I've just been like cackling. I've just been (laughs) eating it all up. It's fucking hilarious to me. Right. Like, Oh my God. When they started naming names, I was like, like popcorn. Like, <laughs> oh, Don Jr. Oh, okay. Like who else? Like Mark Meadows was just like, here's my phone. Take Laura, it. Ingram. Laura Ingram. Yeah. Oh, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity was my favorite besides Don Jr. I think I'm just like, man, it's real ballsy to be sending text messages. Like do something about this. You got to send them out there. You got to whatever. And then be on there. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Right? I know. That's so weird. It was like, Antifa. Well, and it's funny when you watch it, like in comparison to what, what Laura Ingram was tweeting at the time, like Uh you need to stop this, you're ruining our reputation. And then getting on live news and stating like, oh, this is, we think there's Antifa sprinkled in. It's just so indicative of what liars Fox News is. The level of lying that they have stooped to. Because if you were a real news organization- you would be handing over your, your phones for your text messages and being like, now I'm part of the story. And this needs to be also what kind of reporter has that close of a relationship with the chief of staff of the president to actually say things like, right. But several reporters from all the same station. 
For, yeah, they just text the chief of staff to be like, you need to do something. To tell him what to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 if you read that underneath didn't all happen the context, on the West Wing, I'll tell you that. If you read underneath all the context of it, it's essentially saying they're all on the same team. They're not reporting, they're a propaganda machine because. Right. If they have the balls to text the president chief of staff and say, tell the president he needs to do this. Who the fuck are you? You're a reporter. Like, where do you get off? Barely. (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) report, right? Like, that's what you claim to be. Barely getting off. I was like, probably. (laughs) No, barely a reporter. Barely a reporter wants to. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's bananas. (laughs) It's fucking bananas. So I know that didn't clear, for the people that wrote in asking about it, I know that didn't clear up a lot, but here's the thing. The investigation is not over. There's not a ton to clear up. Um, I think all we've taken from it is exactly what we already knew. The Fox News is in bed with the RNC completely. They're a, they're a propaganda machine for them. Right. And that they're, has been now proven. RNC's it's poker. no longer, you know, just us surmising. Everybody else that did not get on board. I'm so glad with Dempsey's listening. here now. Yeah. I'm I'm so was going to say, I'm so glad. <laughs> no, but you know I what I mean? I'm. I'm- <laughs> brilliant conversationalist come on sure. now. but not sure. like dempsey yeah no i mean true. i can't She's even different. be mad about that because i it's love my true. bird yeah oh i love you too oh, there's a yeah, certain level of smarts that you have to have to keep up with jacks and me and aaron just kind of fall short <laughs> yes, i agree i mean i don't like i would like to say i don't agree because yeah. i'm like well fuck you julie but like she's right Oh, they can talk about all kinds of shit and me and Aaron can just smile and nod. Yeah. Just look pretty, guys. I'm just Just saying Tito. Just Just be adorable. Just be adorable. I just don't you just want to shake all of them and be like, fuck you guys. Like Liz Cheney is really like putting herself out there and doing the right thing, like you said. And they're all just gonna hide behind like, and I don't know, I haven't heard a whole lot of comments from any of them about the shit they've said. And I was like super crazy busy at work today. So I don't know if they started naming names on like the GOP members. I'm not caught up today. I was busy at work too. I caught up until today. The same shit was coming out last night, but like from um, members of the house. And um, I mean, like really just from like any Republican in power, but they weren't like naming names yet. So I was like waiting for that tea to spill. Yeah, it's just... I would be so embarrassed to be part of that group at this point. Like, listen, if a Democrat fucks up like this, I'll be the first one to throw him under the bus and to say, hold him accountable. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't worship these people that we employ them. We pay them to do a job. And if they're not doing it, we, we need to replace them. So I don't understand the hero worship involved with all of this, because if we had a shady motherfucker in like, to me, so I'm part of like this, uh, I get all these advertisements for master classes and stuff and Bill Clinton popped up today and I emailed them and I was like, why are you even having Bill Clinton do a masterclass about yeah, like no. leadership and inclusion? He's a piece of shit. Like he harassed and manipulated young girls. Like, don't, this makes me not want to listen to anything you have to say. Right. I don't care that he's a Democrat. I don't care. He's totally. disgusting. No, I agree. He's gross. He should be taken out of the, the public conversation and held accountable for all the bullshit he did. Right. Like I have zero loyalty to these people and I don't right. understand. 
Like who has this much loyalty to people that, that don't care. They don't care about you. Also at the same time, he was such a better president than Trump. I, I don't right. deny that, but he shouldn't totally. be talking about master class. Oh my god, for like, sure. no, especially agree. for right. especially not on that topic. I'm no. just saying, like, even with right. all of those things, wipes the fucking floor with Trump. I, absolutely. Right. And yet I don't want to hear him speak for an hour about inclusion. No. Get throw no, a rock he's super in inclusive. Any, any woman of color, the pretty girls, and get them the ugly to girls, talk about the skinny it. girls, yeah. the fat girls, <laughs> old young. He was inclusive. We can put them in yeah, orange and yellow all, shirts. All the girls. Yeah. So the other thing that we were going to talk about um, was the trend that was going around with the national school shooting day. Okay. Um, and as I'm, re- as we're recording this right now, I don't know of any school shootings that have happened. Any. So I, I did looked, not hear. Anything. I looked right before we got on. I, I looked to see, I mean, but also what the yeah. fuck America, like honest to God, what the, like, have we traumatized right, our okay. youth to the point where now it's a, a hoax that, that they start spread? Like, this is, this is the repercussions of raising a generation that knows nothing but being terrorized at school, being scared every day to go to school. That now they think it's funny to pretend like there's going to be a bunch of school shootings to get out of class. I mean, maybe that, I, I don't know why this all started, but that's, there's implications from this kind of trauma. It's, it's, you wear people down. It's like a sanding, like, it's like using a sander. You keep rubbing away the edges, rubbing away the edges. And eventually people become numb to things. So now you have a group of children who thinks it's so normal that school shootings happen, that it's okay to spread information about them because all the articles I read said that there was actually no credible backing to them, but rightfully so schools were canceling for the day they were closing down people weren't sending their their children to school i'll tell you what i wouldn't send my kid to school on a day that i heard a rumor like this going on like we'll go to the movies we'll do whatever but that's that's a level of trauma now that these kids have experienced that they think it's funny well they're like desensitized right they're desensitized perfect that's exactly yeah so um i still wouldn't have schools do anything different close down like add more security. You don't want to risk it, but also when, when do we finally do something about school shootings? When does this finally fucking stop? When, when, when are we fucking fed up? When does it happen that your bullshit second amendment rights that were written in the 1700s don't count now in the same way they did then when it took you three minutes to load a musket like when, when does it start to fucking matter when you can't put a fucking 50 round clip into your gun and shoot 15 people in a matter of 20 seconds? Like, I just, I don't, we don't have the same weapons we did then. We don't have the same population we did then. People don't live on fucking sprawling 150 acre farms that they did back then where everyone needed a weapon to be able to protect themselves from livestock, from intruders, from robbers. Like right. there was all of these things that existed when this was written that don't exist now. And listen, if you live on property and you need a gun to protect yourself, I fucking get it, man. I have guns in this house to protect my family from an intruder. But at what point do we stop 
making them so readily available to the general fucking public that these 12 year old kids are getting their hands on them. And I was so happy when this last one happened to see the parents prosecuted because that is exactly what needs to happen. And I'm not saying parents don't know everything their kids are doing, but you, these people, these people did, these people did, but I'm saying not in every school shooting instance, is that true? But if you're, teenager or your child can access your firearm in your house, you're doing something wrong. Listen, I have two guns in this house. They're both in safes. Lincoln will never know the code to them. Never, never. He just won't. I agree with you. (laughs) I'm like, good. I'm I'm glad you feel that way. Never. I I 100% agree with you, but I might come from a different aspect of it. So I have guns under both of my couches and you don't have kids in your house well that's where i'm going with this right like in my cabinet um under my bed i have shotguns i have a rifle and it's not military grade but um i have handguns like i have them hidden all over my house so one of um the one of my friends wives while she was pregnant her house got broken into and there were some people that tried to break into her house and she knew that the gun wasn't right there and anyways he ended up getting prosecuted for it the cops came um they scuffled with him and that kind of reassured me that i'm doing the right thing because they had guns hidden in their house if i had children living in my house there is no fucking way i would have that amount of ammunition in my home. Like I, it, it, it would be where responsible. It it would be where the grownups could act either on a high shelf, a safe. Yes. If it was a quick safe, you know, where you could access it when somebody was coming in, but mine's four buttons. I have to enter four buttons. You know, my, my issue with these parents that, um, have gotten prosecuted they absolutely should have been you know you have a child that's mentally ill and that is having these feelings tendencies tendencies right the like issues that's, that's even more of a reason mm-hmm. and these people knew he got in trouble that same day for drawing a thing that he was going to shoot up the school and knew he they, had a gun they and just still, left they still <laughs> gave him a gun yeah, yeah and I, then they texted him and told him not to do it I also feel like it was <laughs> negligent. And we, I think we talked about this a lot on the, on the last podcast that I think it was negligent on the school's part and the counselor's part that you, th- they're reading these things and nobody checked his bag or his locker. You know, it, w- it was like a perfect storm of negligence. But on, how many, how many times does bullshit have to happen before we can stop having perfect storms? Listen, I so was what's a, the answer. Well, I was a senior it, in high school when Columbine happened, right? At that um, time, it wasn't a same. thing until then. And everyone was really shook by it. What What's the answer? I, either if we're not going to do gun reform, we need to have metal detectors in schools. Because I'll tell you what, the metal yeah. detectors are in the wrong schools. Yep. Take them out of or keep them in Oakland or South Central Los Angeles or wherever we have them. But add them to the white areas too. Because you know who's shooting up schools? White, white kids. kids. Not, not black and brown <laughs> kids. 
Black and brown kids are not shooting up schools. It is white children. So take all that fucking extra money that you have from your property taxes that you're paying into your schools and put metal detectors in. And you know what? Make school start a little bit later or make school start a little bit earlier. You're already screwing women by having school go from eight to three because who's going to stay home with kids or go pick them up? Women have to sacrifice all that. Like that... We need metal detectors in schools if you are not going to change the Second Amendment because children should never be afraid being in a school. And the answer is not to give teachers guns because even the most highly trained professionals can only hit a moving target 30% of the time. Hitting a moving target is hard. It's fucking hard. And it's not giving kids bullet protective backpacks. I don't want my four-year-old going to kindergarten with no, a fucking bullet point, protective backpack. You're just treating we need metal system. detectors. Yeah. And we need them in all schools, starting from elementary school. If you're not going to get rid yep. of guns, they're going to have to spend more time getting into school because this is bananas. You know, it's, it's bananas. So, it's so crazy because like when I was I was a senior in high school too, Jackie, and I actually lived in Colorado at the time. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget. I was at the middle school at the time and I was helping. I was a, like a TA for my free period for gym because <laughs> me and my big dykisms. Um, so I was like, there and that's and what I, you do as a senior. Yeah. yeah so like, I'm just going to help out with like, you know, the hot, you know, PE teacher. So whatever. So, um, I, um, was she 50? So she was 40. I mean, yeah, there it is. Brands, actually. Yeah, you have a type. So, you have a type. Yeah. So she was straight. It's fine. Um, and you definitely have a type. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, so I'm like getting ready to leave to go back to the high school. And I like we're was sitting there and I was talking to the secretary, like the lady at the front desk that like checks you oh, out. we all know what a secretary is i know but i didn't know like i don't know what they're called now administrative assistant i don't know but i'm that, just that really getting such secretary. a full picture of aaron in high school at this i point. know i looked literally <laughs> exactly just like hanging out with the office ladies right? <laughs> Honestly, like, <laughs> oh my fucking jam so i was like sitting there and we're like there's like tv up there and all of a sudden it was like breaking news and i was just like holy shit like i will never forget that feeling of fear right? Like I lived in a community where there was a day that everybody got to either take off or go to hunting hunter safety class. Like, like that is, that's where I lived. Like we either got to like skip school and because we don't hunt or we go to hunter safety class, like, or we get to go hunting. Like, so guns were everywhere in Rangeley, Colorado, everywhere. So they shouldn't be in school. Right. They shouldn't be. But like when I'm sitting here as a senior in high school, watching this unfold on TV in a community, that's very much. That a, you just get to not go to class. So you can go to Hunter. Right. Safety. Like, like yeah. so it's like, I knew that guns were everywhere, right? Like everywhere. So I was super fucking scared about it. Like, I remember we got a whole group of us together for student council. And we actually went to the, the high school and like to Columbine high school and like for like their, their, their day back, like thing and like, welcome them back sort of thing, like in solidarity. But it was just so fucking scary because it was like, this is something that will never stop now. Right. Like you knew as a senior in high school, it was never going to fucking stop because kids can just yeah. get guns. And it's so scary and so well, sad. And, and people, the, the thing is that People care more about having them than they care about kids not getting shot at school. 
Right. And, why and that's is the thing. That? They and care more have... about this perceived freedom they have. Right. And losing that somehow, then they care about dead kids in school. Well, and they, they're, you know, the same, the same, if you look on like, like just a the, the little bit across the aisle, like with the masks, with kids and kids wearing masks in school, like people are so fucking up in arms about kids. Well, I know they're so pressed about your kid having to wear a fucking mask. Right. But they but are totally don't... fine keeping all their guns right. and not having any this sort of laws. This mask is, is really affecting my child's livelihood. And they're just, right, but they're, they're willing to send them to school in a bulletproof right, backpack. They're, they're mental health is just a mess but at the same time they have to be fucking scared for their lives that some asshole is gonna walk in with a gun that they stole from their parents and shoot up the joint like they just don't get that like stop stop like protesting masks and start protesting guns you fucks totally God. yeah you don't see him get this riled up about school shootings right? not even when even it have kids fucking first graders like I don't have kids, but the last thing I want is for Lincoln to go to school and, and feel scared. The last right. thing I want is for fucking Oliver to go to school and feel scared. Like, I don't want this for them. And they will have to because nothing's going to fucking happen. Nothing totally. will happen. Nothing. Well, here's the truth of it. If we can get kids accustomed to doing live shooter training drills as, as young as kindergarten, we can get them used to walking through a metal detector. If people aren't willing to give up their gun rights, let's meet in the middle. Let, let, let's have metal detectors or at least wanding down in school. Like it, because no school's safe. You don't, you don't know what, what's going to happen. You don't, you don't know you, every day you send your kid to school is you, you take a risk and I get it. You can step off the, the curb and take a butt, like get hit by a bus. You can walk into a mall and get shot. You can walk into a movie theater and get shot. Like you don't know, but school is supposed to be the one place where these kids feel safe besides home. Like there, there's not supposed to be that risk. And at least if they were at a mall, I think as a parent, you feel like you'd have the opportunity to shield them from something happening. You, you, you would have that opportunity to maybe protect them for, from something, or at the very least you'd be there. So I don't, I, I just don't know why we've allowed this to go on. I've been out of high school now. Well, I graduated in 99, obviously for a hundred years. So years. Forever ago. Why, how many, how many school shootings have to happen before we institute metal detectors everywhere? Like how, how many? Right. How many kids have to All die? Of them, apparently. Like in Michigan, we just lost four teenagers. Mm -hmm. One of them was trying to save his fellow students. Like how many of these good Samaritan kids and just regular kids and just kids who maybe, maybe have a shitty life also. How many humans do we have to lose before we take this very simple step to deter it? And you know what? Will it stop everything? Probably not. Someone will get through with something. Someone will come up with something, but at least it's a deterrent. It's a layer of protection. And I don't know why we can't try things because then you just hear right. that won't work. That won't work. That won't work. I don't know. Maybe we try some shit and see what happens instead mm -hmm. of just saying it's not going to work. Right. Waiting for the next one to happen and the next one to happen. And how many first graders have to die before we do something like, it's just, it's so fucking infuriating. And my first reaction, um, my wife had sent me the email that went out to her school district about the warning of the TikTok videos and, you know, keep your kids home if you want to yada, yada, yada. My first reaction was anger. And then it doesn't have to be this way. It, it just, it just, 
it doesn't have to be this way. We can put processes in place that make it more difficult to get into school with a weapon. We can just make it, we can make it more difficult. And the answer is not canceling school every time something like this comes up. It's just not because that doesn't ease fear, that breeds anxiety, that brings uh, accusatory behavior, that breeds hatred, that breeds all these things. Just make it harder to get into school with it. We do it at fucking airports. We do it at airports. Like, well, you know, and it's just, it, you know what's not working? Uh, thoughts and yes. prayers. Whatever thoughts, thoughts and prayers aren't doing shit. So let's move on. It's not working. Circle back to the first segment. Yeah. I'm I'm the kind of person that it initially it incites anger in me, but it makes me so sad. Like it brings tears to my eyes to think about these parents that have to deal with losing a child. So because they went to school. So unnecessarily and like so preventable. It's so it's so preventable. Mm -hmm. Like let's implement things that would cost a little bit of money to whatever it would be, you know, for the government or whoever to take these funds and put it towards something else. It's like, it makes me cry. It makes me tear up because it's so sad. And like it, these parents that are losing these kids and the kids they are so young and it's just so it like, it devastates me for them because their lives will never be the same. And they, nobody deserves it. The kids don't deserve it. The parents don't deserve it. These kids that are just mentally ill or whatever's going on with them, you know, let's let, like Jack's, like you said, like, let's put an extra layer of maybe not protection or even prevention, uh, prevention, exactly. To put them in front of it. Well, we can't do that. Because all of the plans right now are reactionary. Exactly. Nothing's Nothing's preventative. It's all reaction to what is already happening. And it's just, it makes me so sad. Well, what the fuck? Like Lincoln's going to go to school in a year. What does a kindergartner know about protecting themselves from a fifth grader that comes in to like, what does he know about that? We, we have to protect them. It's our job. So I, I, I just don't, I don't understand why it's taken so long to get to this, to this point where we need to find a different way to handle it because how this country is so fucked up. Like we're so fucked up in the head that our knee jerk reaction is where we'll arm teachers instead of we'll put in metal detectors. Like you would rather give guns to teachers who are not, that's not the profession they went into. That's not what they signed up for. They didn't sign because what you're essentially asking a teacher is if push comes to shove, you will shoot a 12 year old to stop them. You will shoot a seven year old to stop them. You are asking an awful lot of your teachers when we already ask way too much of them and they're only going to pay you 40 grand a year but But, you're willing to shoot a child to protect other children but would and i and i totally agree with you jacks like you can't ask that of anybody right or your own student that you have coming into your own class but would knowing the teachers have firearms would it would it prevent No. no A kid going in there? Because like I said, hitting a moving target is only hit with accuracy 30% of the time. Like you could shoot, what happens to the teacher that is already kind of like, I don't know if I want to have a firearm, but they're forced to carry one. And now they fire and now they shoot an innocent kid. 
Oh, yeah. Like what happens? Who's who's paying for that mental turmoil? Who's paying? Wow. Who's paying those parents? Does this teacher get sued? Or does the school get sued because they arm that teacher? Right. Like, why aren't we stopping the guns from coming into the school? The, it, again, yeah. arming the teachers is playing is playing defense. It's not offense. It's defense. Same way with all these super high tech security cameras of like, oh, we can catch the shooter when he's halfway down the hall. Why is the shooter getting into the hall? Right. Like, why yes. are we stopping them? No one enters the Ugh. school until they go through a fucking. Me- We've been doing it in socioeconomically. You got to do it at the airport and for decades. Disneyland. You got to go through a metal detector to get into Disneyland. You are not getting into a school in South right. Central Los Angeles so you go through a metal detector. Right. Why? Why aren't we doing that everywhere? It makes me personally genuinely upset to think about these parents and these kids that are having to go through this stuff and the kids that are having to process all of this. And I mean, I can't remember. I was never scared to go to school. No. Like I I always felt safe. I wasn't. Yeah. I always felt safe. I always felt protected. Like not never, not one time that I ever feel you know, even ganged up on her, you know, and any of those, especially dealing with kids that are going to shoot it up. Totally. Like, it, and I, I can't even wrap my mind around what the kids are talking about and dealing with. Especially when you think about like, and I hear this all the time when we do shows and stuff, when we do our ghost light ceremony, like kids spend more time at school than they do at home. They spend more oh, time with their totally. parents and their friends than they do with their yep. family. And so for a lot of kids, school is the safe space, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they don't fit in at home. They don't have whatever. So now you're taking that away because they're now they're not even physically safe there. And some of them might not be physically safe at home. And that's one of the only places they can go that's heated and has food and all those kinds of things. Now you have to be worried about getting like, where are all the pro-life people? Where, where are all the people that want to strip away abortion rights because they're worried about fetuses? Why aren't they worried about these second graders getting shot in school? A lot Why? of those people are also the pro-gun people. Well, yeah, so, I mean, oh, asshole. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a circle. The Venn diagram's just a circle of the people who want to strip away abortion rights who also want their gun rights. Like, that's just... I feel so horribly bad for the kids that have been through that and for the parents that have lost their kids, just sending them to school. One well, also, like, I couldn't even imagine having having an officer on campus isn't good enough either. Because no. have you seen the side? Some of our campuses here, there's no fucking way. Even if that that police officer was super diligent on top of their job, super aware of what was going on, could prevent a kid from standing up in the middle of English class. Most, because here's the thing, like. Just the high school that's next to us, like where a lot of us went, I cannot tell you how many, like those kids are on campus, off campus, like they're going literally everywhere. And it's like, there's, there's literally nothing. So then you're talking about one SRO assigned to- That's not fair to do to them either. One school, Mm. no. So you know how big those campuses are. So we have one SRO assigned to one school, one that's assigned to a high school and a continuation school, like- how are they supposed to do how also most most on school campus police officers have SROs have one firearm they are handguns they are not equipped to combat they maybe have a shotgun in their car which who knows how far away that is to combat 
some of these kids are walking in with assault rifles. Well, like, and by the time they even know, grade. five kids are already dead. By the time they're even aware. You're, you're not showing up to a gunfight with a nine millimeter, right? That doesn't, nine times out of 10, a, a nine millimeter handgun, anybody that knows anything about guns that's listening to this, won't even pierce. I literally know nothing. Skull. All I hear is like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> nine times out of 10, it, it, it cannot even pierce a skull. A lot of these kids, not these recent ones, are showing up with assault rifles that will blow through um, vests, skin, skulls, bone, whatever. I mean, you're talking bulletproof vests, blast. Yeah. What's the thing? Vest blasts yeah. of ammunition. And a lot of these on, on school campus people have a shotgun in their car because they're not going to walk into a campus with a shotgun or a rifle hanging on their back. They have their hand. Although that one kid in Florida did, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, well, we're saying uh, SROs. Oh, well, SRO, no, no I'm saying the, the cops have oh, a no. handgun that has, right. unless they have an extended uh, mag on it or a clip or extended clip on it, you're talking about nine to 12 bullets. These people or kids are walking in with 30, 50, 100 rounds of ammunition that will pierce through everything they're going to pierce through any protective equipment that you have like you're walking into a gunfight without a proper gun to fight with the crazy thing is because you're around a bunch of kids the the crazy thing is you're essentially you're essentially asking parents to roll the dice every day yeah their kid will be safe because you can do all of the right things you can teach them all of the right stuff but you're not responsible for how other people raise their children and you have no idea what's going on in other kids' heads. So if we don't put up a layer of protection, it's just like you can be, so we could be in the best shape in the world. We could run triathlons, marathons. We don't clearly, but we could. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you shouldn't wear protection when sleeping with someone. Because you don't like, you don't know. It doesn't matter how healthy you are, how good you take care of yourself. Someone can still have syphilis and you not know it. So why aren't we putting up late? We hand out condoms like they're fucking candy, but we won't put up metal detectors in schools. Like it's just, it's, I I don't understand why this didn't happen as soon as Columbine happened. It's about money though, right? So I, I think somebody out there would need to figure out what the cost of that would actually be. I guarantee you most, most parents, you could form a group and pay for it yourselves. Like I, I can almost assure Probably. you that even if it didn't come out of the school budget, would be willing to, you could find a group of even five parents that would pay to institute a metal detector at their school if it meant a layer of protection for their children. Because you don't, you totally. don't know that day. Your kid could be having a great day. He, he could have told you he loved you. He may never say he loves you. You could have joked, laughed in the car, and he could go to school that day and never come home. Jax, like, who's, but whose job is that? The the government the school district. The, the, no, okay. it would be the school district to, to okay. allocate funding for metal detectors in schools. But the problem is, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why school districts don't just do this, is because metal detectors are associated with black schools 
in socioeconomically deprived areas. And it's white so- people are the ones fucking I, shooting everything. I, I am right. It's the perception of the white parents. They don't Gang want the members. perception mm-hmm. that their that children is that end is dangerous. Of- yes. It's that all it is. It's white people. They who care will more about what it looks accept- like. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's vanity. It's the more vanity. I keep looking into all this shit, I fucking can't stand white people. We Same. suck. Yeah. <laughs> we're the worst. Yeah. Historically, we are the right. Like we're our our white, and we're super Republican around here. Our white high schools, you know what they have? Fucking daycares. Because everybody's getting pregnant. Well, you can't have here. an abortion. Yeah. Better put a daycare in the high school. Well, that's that's better. That's better than offering women an option. Okay, so I understand that you can't have an abortion, but it's also heavy around here that your next step to adulthood is getting married and getting pregnant. Gross. Again, go back to the purity fucking bullshit culture. I get get what you're saying, but that is heavy around here that. You graduate high you school, what? you get married, you if, get pregnant. If they had more it. access to Planned Parenthood and could attain birth control and condoms, then you wouldn't have that issue. But because well, that's the other thing. every they fucking yeah, Parenthood they around an, there. They preach abstinence and then look how that gets them. Thing. And daycare in the high school. <laughs> we have Planned Parenthood here, but it's, yeah, they there's a lot of protests. Again, the time. pervasive purity culture mm-hmm. that prevents people from gross. obtaining things at Planned totally. Parenthood because you don't want to be construed as a slut. Like it, it's all, it's all fucking intertwined. It just, it, it it's, it's generational here too, though. Their parents got pregnant and married at 18, yeah. 19. So they want to yeah. get pregnant. You, you know, it's, it's, you're, you want to get married and have kids with your high school. Oh, here. when I went and visited Kathy Weber in Iowa and no hate on Kathy, but I was like 25 at the time, 25, 26. And they were like, oh, you're not married and don't have kids as if I was going to die alone right. at that point. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I'm an I mean, old maid. You're I an just old finished maid. college. Like, I have shit I want to do in my life first. And they were just like, oh, no, that's not like, how do you yeah, not have children? Not there. I'm like, yeah. because this it's not 1845. Yeah, because I don't have any money or a career yet. Right. <laughs> All right. Novel idea. Uh, we're way over our time, as per <laughs> the huge. What's everyone obsessed with? Y'all have two minutes. Do you want me to go first? Zach, I'll go first. Yeah, All right. So, so okay. I'm, I'm actually timing you this time. I always say okay. that. She can do so, it. Bert, I believe in you. <laughs> okay. Stop taking my time. <laughs> These two. Sorry, Brad. I love you. Are you guys getting divorced? Right. No. No. We're going to have to make up whatever lighter. So, so my first thing that I'm obsessed with is I, I love Bradley Jackson and Alex Levy so much that I started writing fan fiction again. So it's fun. really good. Oh, thanks. Um, but also like, I'm just like obsessed with it. So that's that. But my other thing that I'm, I'm obsessed with. So like, a, like, uh, three weeks ago, we got a code to get Adele tickets for her fucking residency in Vegas. You suck. Oh, bam, baby. We got tickets. We're going to Vegas into January for fucking Adele in Vegas live. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking pumped. I cannot even tell you like, this is this is big. This is huge. It's this a lot of money be- to pay to sit and cry for a couple hours. I fucking right. And I'll it pay it. Great. I I'll know. pay it. I mean, you would too. You would yeah, too, Bert. For sure. You would do it. I'm I wasn't invited, but 
I would have paid. There was only four tickets. I hate to tell you that. And Mel and Pat. Okay, what else you got? That's Is that it? it? Wow. All right, Julia, what are you obsessed with? No, congratulations. Congratulations on your crying tickets. Um, <laughs> Yellowstone. The show Why Yellowstone. I'm friends if, with if, you. I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder that. That hurts. <laughs> you hurt me, Jackie. How did I hurt you? Congratulations on my crying tickets. Well, so there's a show. It's called Yellowstone. <laughs> it wrong. has. <laughs> It has Kevin Costner in it, but also really does a lot of stuff with like. You gotta give me your login because I want to watch that. Yeah, um, that's. I really want to watch. That oh my too. god, you're gonna get Julie's login? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the tables have turned. <laughs> they have our login. It's it's really good. Is so, it on HBO? It's on Apple TV or is it on HBO? It's on Prime and Apple. It's on Prime and Apple. So. Oh, so, Paramount. So they cover I have Aaron's login for Paramount. Oh my god, a lot <laughs> <you>. of white, <laughs> I would say, issues, but also a ton of Native American issues. It's and like present it's, day, right? Yeah, it's yeah. present day, but but they cover so much of like how the Native Americans and the our asshole selves just came in and like fucking bought everything. I love this new version, Julie. Yeah, and it it it's so good because you're like rooting for kevin costner because everybody loves kevin costner but you're like well fucking goddamn the indians like that that's their shit yo like like really at the end of the day that's that's their land so i've i've been totally into yellowstone so everybody should it's super good kevin it's like great acting it's a lot of uh battling and i saw the one scene in the school the college where she's like define power i saw that oh so there's a so there's a character in there her name is beth she's kevin costner's daughter and this she's a badass bitch yo i want to be beth like she is (laughs) she's fucking rips apart companies and she's an asshole but she's super loyal to her people and she is also about growth. Like she gets it. I don't know. So wh- whoever hasn't seen it needs to watch it. They do a really good, I think, uh, nod to the Native Americans and the struggles that everybody goes through. Or, uh, you know, not everybody, but that the Native Americans go through. It, it's just really good. Like it, it it does a good nod to them. It also has Kevin Costner. It's a super good show. And it's kind of like sometimes you root for the bad guy, but then you also are like, I want those Indians to fuck them up because that's their land and that's their shit. So it's 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 good. It's a really good show. So moving on. I'm so obsessed with. Okay. So um last weekend on Sunday when I was like, I'm not doing anything today, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, I watched the movie The Hating Game. I rented it, which is like with all the streaming services we have to like pay to rent a movie is like a pretty big deal. Um, and it's been, <laughs> it's got Lucy Hale and I think she's delightful. Another like a green eyed, dark hair person in the world. So um, what's it called? The hating game. I love how Julie always takes notes. On- <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a rom-com, but it was based on a novel and it's been like the, the hating game is like one of the most popular like books on book talk like on TikTok, like as far what as about like, Goodreads? romance books goes, <laughs> um, 
like like that the, the hating game is one that gets talked about a lot so like I watched the movie and I was like oh my god this is so cute and I read the book and it was so good and so cute and it just was like a relationship that was written like one I haven't read before where they're just kind of like they hate each other obviously like that's a trope whatever but like they're lightweight so obsessed with each other but in such a good way like the way she like talks about how she's attracted to him and stuff is just like very realistic and like very quirky and weird. And I really like that. I probably didn't notice all the issues with the books because apparently like it doesn't really talk about like the setting at all, which I didn't notice because I watched the movie first. So um, if you're going to watch it, watch the movie, then read the book. But I've literally watched the movie. We're doing that on one of our movie nights, right? We are. I watched the movie like seven or eight times probably. And I've read the book like twice. You literally just saw it the weekend. You're already at number eight. Yeah. And it's like super hot without being like. Gross. Really without being gross. Like, yeah. and especially in like, obviously out of this group, I'm the expert on straight romance novels. Um, yeah. I, I read a lot of the straight ones oh. and. <laughs> there's not there is like ways that they describe like sex between a man and a woman is always so cringy in books like the different words they have for you can tell who writes it and what like woman a or man. member we right. should have a whole podcast on all of this we should because they're yes. like the, like the different words they have for penises Ugh. and like erections are His so shaft. like Right. right it's just like so gross it's not a word i would ever use in my lifetime right like so get I your just... shaft in me I'm... no no get it away <laughs> from me away i <laughs> love reading and watching straight sex i think it's fucking hot yeah i do book, enjoy watching straight I, sex i do too. i don't know why well, and yeah, like i, I think too. you would i think you would like this book then because it doesn't like it's not super graphic it's not like erotica but like there's some like sex graphic. scenes and there's a lot of like, <laughs> there's, but, but it's just the word. Really, I choose, love you. It's like they choose the equivalent to the word moist. Like every Ugh, word they choose to word. use. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. Like, do you know uh, what I mean though? Like every word they use, I'm like, Ugh. Um, what is this? It's a movie? It's a movie, but it's also a book. It's called The Hating Game. And it's really like. need to take more notes. I don't even know yeah. what it's, I don't even know what it's rated. It's probably like PG-13, but for a PG-13 movie, like I'm telling you, like their chemistry is great, but in the book, it's a lot of like, oh, they're going to get together. And then they don't like, it's a very slow burn, but like Thanks. really hot slow burn. Yeah. I like that. Like shit. 15 yep. out of 10 recommend. Oh, oh. okay. Um, so we put one of our dogs down today, Bella. Uh, which I know way down. I know. I'm sorry, but if I don't mention her, like, yeah, but it was time. She had a good run. Um, my wife and I have been together for seven years and she had her before us. So it was very sad for her, but, um, you guys don't need to email me. Bella had a good, she had a good run. It was time. She knew it was time. Um, it was good. Uh, not good, but like good that we put her down. Um, and I'm just looking forward to Christmas because having a four-year-old is, or a three and a half year old is always exciting at Christmas time. Like the, he's very into the Christmas trees and the lights and he's very excited. So it's always like more magical when you have a, a tiny human that lives with you about Christmas. And then, um, that's, I mean, I don't really have anything else going on right now. 
that's about it for me. Stacy came over and hung out with us the other night. That was fun. Uh, we are going to be doing a podcast separate from the one that we do with Julie and the other Stacy. We're going to be doing that on Tuesday night, which means we'll air Wednesday. Uh, where we are just one episode, Julie. Just one episode where we are going to be talking about uh, Taylor Swift's new album and Grammy Gate. (laughs) That's why you weren't invited. Don't worry about it. And um, we have some thoughts about Red and we have some thoughts about Grammy Gate and we have some thoughts about, well, I do anyway, about Joe Alwyn. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you. So many thoughts. Well, we've gotten a lot of emails asking why we haven't really talked about Red yet. So we are going to do a whole episode, um, not just devoted to Red, but devoted to, we're finally going to take it offline and do a Taylor Swift episode. So are we going to call it Red, the weekly wind down? No, we're seeing seeing Red. Seeing Red. So we'll show up in your weekly wind down feed. So I'm not invited to this, right? Because I'm like, I mean, you can come, I mean, you but you're gonna go. keep your you're gonna keep your mic muted. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a double I'm root joking. canal that day, so oh. I'll probably. I mean, maybe you should. Do you're gonna make an appearance. <laughs> you might prefer well, that to a podcast yeah. about Taylor Swift. So, just as a forewarning, there will be. Um, I know I'm, Aaron uh, and I will be discussing kind of the queer connotations of Taylor Swift's music. I'm sure Stacey will weigh in, but I think we're more devoted. Yeah. So she's got some we'll thoughts. be covering all of that on uh we're gonna do that Tuesday night, so it'll air Wednesday. So you guys can stop emailing me about our thoughts on red because we are and we're gonna we're talk just about trying to gather them the and organize videos. Ourselves. We're gonna do all of the things. So let's um, be real, we all needed some time to like process process, process it. it. Yeah, like yeah. it's it was it's a big album. We didn't do one when Fearless Taylor's version came out. We haven't, like, we talked about Folklore and Evermore, but we haven't devoted, like, an album to, or an entire But if y'all want it, we so, will. We, we will. have no qualms. No qualms. Uh, anyway, that'll be, that'll come out on Wednesday, because I don't think we're recording our actual episode next week, since it'll be Christmas Day. Um, anyway, guys, cool. have a great, happy holidays merry christmas have the holidays you deserve have the, the have the best holiday available to you and the, and, and the best holiday that you celebrate like whatever you whatever. do like whatever like it doesn't matter like just oh, okay because okay. we leave. can't even we can't even say merry christmas anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah you can just don't keep the christ in it <laughs> happy mess <laughs> I feel like uh, we will we will record sometime in the next few weeks we just haven't nailed down the date yet but like i said the taylor swift episode will air next wednesday so when you're driving to your family's house dreading it you can listen to us go back and forth about that you're welcome yeah you're welcome and um that's <laughs> it for us happy holidays you guys um yeah. Thanks and for listening to us as always if there's stuff you want us to cover disclaimer don't get your news from us research actual sources but some of you insist on doing it uh keep sending me questions and we will keep answering them so happy holidays bye Bye. Bye. to be fair i get my news from you guys so well i mean that's yeah fierce fan media